0: Hi, I'm Tapia
1: And I'm Brian Ziegler from the band Dark Beauty. And you're, you're listening, listening to, to the Free Freeform Form Rock Podcast. Podcast.
0: All right! You are listening to the Freeform Rock Podcast with Mark Alden-Taylor.
2: What? The Freeform Rock Podcast with Mark Alden-Taylor and... Nobody? No! Somebody! Me! Lee Gerstman! Why aren't I on that thing? I want recognition!
1: Welcome to another edition of the Freeform Rock Podcast! And, uh, shit. Who's my co host? Fuck. Uh, I don't know. I don't Should know I either. call him? Yeah, can you call him, Lee? Oh, wait, it's yeah. Lee! i Lee. call What's him a...
2: Lee! <laughs> hey,
1: wee! Hey. How are you,
2: wee? I mean, Lee.
1: <laughs> well, we got a guest on here today to do the Fastway album that he picked. So
2: Yeah. Hello, hello, hello! Hello. Hello, Tim. Is it Roznik? Raznik.
1: Raznik.
0: Raznik, yeah. Uh, right on, man.
1: And the dub. Razznik.
0: It's a good Irish name. Wow. Um,
1: <laughs> I was wondering how to enunciate your name. I was going to ask you. <laughs> but... Rosnick
0: or Rewoznick? That's, that's a straight-up Hungarian name. <laughs> uh, Rewoznick or Rosnick? Whereas nick is the correct pronunciation. <laughs> Rewoznick. Okay. Yeah. So I, yeah. I, I'm Hungarian. Hungarian so.
3: yeah.
0: I'm yeah. part Russian well, they...
2: and part Polish. So, um... I, I, I totally, uh, um, salute people within my, um, type of group people, <laughs>
1: if that makes sense. Yeah, we're, we're, I
2: salute everybody,
1: but we're, yeah. We're all mutts. Everybody's mixed with yeah. something. Yeah. There's yeah. no there's no purebred human out there, man. <laughs> if somebody says that, they're That's... an idiot. <laughs>
0: Maybe yeah. if you're an American Indian, but even then, yeah, yeah. yeah I
1: hear you. Uh, so before we get into the podcast, I got a, a review from a, a, a former uh, person I used to do a YouTube podcast with. Uh, it's a one-star review from Robert Hay. He says, Mark and Lee have a sloppy production style and making a podcast. I said, making a podcast at least sound professional for one thing. Me and Lee have never claimed we're professionals. We always say we're the sloppiest podcast out there, so whatever, dude. Um, you
2: say that. <laughs> I don't say shit.
1: <laughs> well, it doesn't sound professional. Most of the time, when Mark reviews something, he loves it, and I yeah
2: from being professional though.
1: <laughs> yeah, I I pick albums I want people to hear. <laughs> so yeah, I do love the album. I said, and I do say some songs on albums I like aren't that good. So uh, I don't know what he's talking about there. And he says, I'm not very critical of shit. And I give the same stock answer every time. I don't get the same. I don't I go I do agree with that,
2: but, but 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 that's your choice. If you want to give the stock answer, go for it.
1: What's my stock answer? They got good rhythm, great beat, the song rules. Yeah, I don't say that all the time. <laughs>
0: it's catchy and you can dance to it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, but, fuck. But, but
2: that's but 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 I will say um one thing that he said about me was that I get too slow when it comes to my responses and why i think that i will agree with that but the one thing that i will say that i was not too happy with what well, what well, well, you can continue and then as you continue then i can tell you a little bit more of how i feel about it
1: well he said at least you have original answers for the tracky reviews and i've seen a lot of praise about how they seem to know a lot of information i work with these two guys and the truth is, they get all their information off Wikipedia. You know, I say we get information off of Wikipedia, but I also add to it, I give the, like, when the album came out, it's like, I don't have a computer to remember all this shit. I'm not Terence, you know. <laughs> I can't remember all this shit in my head, yeah. like, or, you know, but... I'm just saying, we do say we get... Everybody gets their shit from Wikipedia. We we don't make no bones about it that we don't. And the thing is, this guy, when we did YouTube podcast, uh, he got all his shit off of Wikipedia and YouTube books. So, I don't know what the fuck he's... uh, I would say that if he used Wikipedia... If he used Wikipedia, he might have sounded smarter.
2: (laughs) But, but no, um... I I rarely use Wikipedia, but 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 there there was something else that he said. I know I'm not done yet. I'm just I don't I I I I don't dig. I don't,
1: I'm just making a point that the thing is when I we don't. did we did the YouTube cast together. I'd ask him. So where are you getting your source from? He goes Wikipedia. Okay, I'll look for something else. I go to YouTube sites and I'd find more information on other sites because he was always using Wikipedia. So yeah. call him the kettle black there, buddy. Uh, and it Martin- I mean,
2: I, I don't. I mean, it's all good. I mean, I don't care. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying that. That I, I was saying that. He's, he's being kind of a little bit critical about me too that's my only point I know
1: but then he goes Mark reads too fast for the listener to fully understand what is being said the reason I do that because I'm trying to read it fast enough where Lee doesn't interrupt me because <laughs> if I pause
2: I, I, I give you credit for that because <laughs> I'm, I'm you know I'm not um, I I'm probably gonna be slow on this episode.
1: So, this is, is, okay. And then he gets to you, Lee. I'm talking a little bit slower. that's the
2: shit I want to talk about.
1: And, well, you already talked about how you talk too slow to get your point across. But he also said, and Lee's original songs at the end are difficult to listen to. They sound like an imitation of Randy Newman on piano or other instruments.
2: And and I and I heard the Family Guy episode that he's referring to. I think it's funny, but I'm like, "Fuck that, fucking shit." <laughs> I'm not. I'm. I, I mean. I mean. Um, I yeah, almost feel yeah. like we ought to re- review a Randy Newman album and dedicated to him. James, to, please
0: tell us how you really fucked
1: up. What would you say, Tim?
0: I said, Jesus, Lee, tell us how you really feel. <laughs> <What>? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I,
2: I, I finished saying how I really feel. And he the goes, This will be how I fake feel. I'm kidding.
1: Then he goes, Overall, there's better music podcasts out there, and there are better music reviewers out there, like John from the YouTube channel ARTV i'd steer clear of this podcast if you want to hear a serious music discussion dude we talk about we're like fucking brothers we talk about shit we like and shit we don't like it's like it's like you're in the middle of a conversation of two people arguing about music that's what we do (laughs) yeah it's like yeah what the fuck is he talking about we're not gonna go fucking he played a b flat he fucking played as a a stratocaster and Fucking shit like that. We talk about what we like and what we don't like about the song. You
2: played a beef fart, and he played a fartacaster.
1: <laughs> All right. I just wanted to get that. And uh, Bob, I know you're listening, man. Like, and I'm not going to make fun of you, but but fuck like, this. this uh, thank you for the bad review because we we didn't really have any bad reviews. People who don't put the bad reviews up only give us a star. But we have more four, five stars than one star. So, but thank you for writing this out because it's cool. Now, now, now we're not thanking him. Now we're a real podcast. Now we got a hater. (laughs) All right, man, we're like the rock. Well, we're not like the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. They rule. I said we're far from them, but we do our own thing and we like it. That's all that matters. Lee, do you have a fan on? Who's moving around in there? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah,
2: should I should I shut it off? Yes, please. <laughs> fuck. I'll, I'll shut it off. It's, See, this is why we're is not so prof-
1: can... This is why we're not professional, man. <laughs> damn it. It's all is least that fault. better. Yeah, that's better. Uh, now damn. I don't hear it. Fuck all- you. Thank you. Fuck you. Thank you. All right, let's get into this album. I'm going to read from Wikipedia people. Uh Fastway is the first album by Fastway. Released in May 1983, founding member Pete Way, ex bass guitar player of with UFO, did not play on the album because by the time the recording sessions began, he already left the band. He soon uh, formed you know another band. Album? Huh?
0: You know, who did play bass on the album.
1: I'm gonna get to it. It goes. He soon formed another tell band. Say
0: that right now. The All right, go for Mickey it. His go
1: name on. was
0: Mickey Feet.
1: Yep, I was gonna. I was gonna get to Mickey Feet. But uh oh. you beat me to it. Bob. Well, I, I was reading slow for Bob because apparently I read too fast. <laughs> so I hope that was good, Bob. Now I could sound like Bueller Bueller Oh <laughs> Bueller Bueller Bob Okay, okay, I lost my track. Let's get into this album, man. And this was also re-released by Rock Candy and is uh with additional liner notes and bonus tracks, including B-sides and BBC sessions. I need to get that. Uh sounds cool. And I was kinda depressed because um uh, this song is as a bonus track and it was released on the original LP, but the LP I got does not have that track. I looked at it today, I go, fuck, that sucks. Um this album was given three and two and a half stars by all music but collector's guide to heavy metal gave it 10 out of 10 so i go by the collector's guide of heavy metal uh better than all music on this one let's get to this um uh, this album and uh lee picked easy living the first track on the song album the song yeah uh so here's easy living by fastway on the freeform rock podcast Okay, that was Easy Living by Fast Away. Why'd you pick that track, Lee?
2: This is a song I used to listen to a lot, because I used to listen to the album a lot, and it's the first song on the album. It's good. I might say it's better on a great stereo sound system than hearing it on YouTube, but that's the fault of YouTube. It's a good way to start the album.
1: Yeah, and before I ask Tim about this, I, I just need to give Tim a little shit here. Uh, I remember I kept trying to get Tim to get into the podcast group. He says, I only do RMCP. But he's in the group now, so thank you, Tim. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. For... Life, life has changed. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> like
1: He wouldn't even give us a chance, man. I was going, fuck, man. <laughs> get in. To, yeah, you had to um,
0: understand what it took
2: Mark to get me to be on the show. <laughs>
1: i just, I'm being funny. I, just <laughs> I just sent you a case of vodka <laughs> yeah.
2: i'll do anything for vodka. Yeah. <laughs> hey good, lady. um i yes. see you have something um never mind let's do it anyway i'm kidding all <laughs> right
1: teb what'd you think of this track
0: uh i remember i can remember picking this album up back in 1983. i was a junior in high school and I remember putting it on, and I remember it just blowing my mind, every track. I, because I was a huge Motorhead fan, huge Motorhead fan. A buddy of mine turned me on to him. And when I found out that Fast Eddie had left, and the reasons he left, and he formed his own band, this one, I said, well, I just got to check that out. So I found it, bought it, and I was fucking amazed. Easy Easy living is a great, great way to start this album. It, it's just, it flows, man. I mean, it it's balls out, it's unpretentious. There ain't a, there, you, know, there, you know, it ain't like you got to sit there and really think about the lyrics, because it's just easy living, you know. But it's just, man, fast, loud, and heavy, and that's just the way I like it
1: yeah um let me give my stock answer for bob uh this is a killer rocker to start off this classic album is that the stock answer to this song (laughs) i put that in there if it is i
0: just gave it
1: (laughs) (laughs) love dave's voice but when i first heard them i thought it was jack russell from great white this song i didn't get it when it first came out i got it after the um uh, trick-or-treat soundtrack because that's when i first heard them i watched that movie i go Who the fuck is that great white and i looked into it it was fastway and i go oh, i thought that was great white <laughs> and i go uh this his voice sounds a lot like jack uh this song rules i actually i already said that I got in the bank as a trick-or-treat because i thought it was great white but it's a great song man there's my stock huh. answer for you bob uh, <laughs> and we get it <laughs> And then we get into the next song, which is "Fill Me, Touch Me, Do Anything You Want." What would you think about this track, Lee? Uh, not Lee. I mean, Tim.
0: Uh, again, it's it's a great track, great second track. You know, it's it's different than "Easy Living," but it's still the same, the same vein. Dave's voice sounds fucking phenomenal, and I'd never heard of Dave King before. I couldn't tell you couldn't have told you who he was if I ran into him on the street. You know, I I I just never heard of him. I have now, you know, he went into flogging Molly and all that, and did his little Irish jig thing. But on this one, on this particular album, "Feel Me, Touch Me" is a is a is a perfect sophomore, I re- don't you know, second song because it it flows right into from Easy Living, and it flows right into the next one. I love it, so...
1: What do you think about it, Lee?
0: Oh,
2: this song translates well to YouTube. But otherwise, it's a great song. It's a song the group Kiss would have probably tried to write if they could write something like this, which they couldn't. This song smokes. It shows the group at its swagger best.
1: Yeah, this is a great song. And a killer
0: bass.
1: Killer bass going on. uh, And it wasn't Pete Way. Uh, We already talked about that. So. yeah, it's really great. Did 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 uh, Fleet stay in the band for their next two well, albums?
0: Mickey Feet, Mickey Feet did the studio recordings for for this first album, for the Checkerboard album. And then uh, they got Charlie McCracken to do the tour. And then after the second album all fired up, both Charlie McCracken and Jerry Shirley left the band because they were burnt out on the
1: road. Damn. I would have liked to have seen this band live. That would probably have been awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: I would have liked to have seen him back on this album release, absolutely. Yeah. But if you get into something like Bad Bad Girls or something, I'm, I'm good.
1: Yeah, so what I'm... Uh, Fast Eddie Clark isn't flashy, man. He, he plays with the song, and the song rules. <laughs> mm-hmm. I like it, because a lot of people like guitar players because they can shred. I just mm-hmm. read the other day that fucking... Um, what's his name from Toto? The guitar player said that Eddie, when he found out that he's the one who started the shredding movement, he goes, fuck! Eddie Van Halen was pissed off
0: yeah
1: Steve Luther yeah he was really good friends with Eddie and he said Eddie said fuck I started this shit
0: (laughs) well Eddie was about friends with everybody I mean there weren't too many people that didn't like Eddie Van Halen you know what I mean
1: yeah but uh, if you listen to Eddie Van Halen he really a lot of songs he just played rhythm he didn't play hardly any leads it's Mm
0: -hmm. like that's what gets me into a guitarist it's not so much the lead work. I could really care because, like Gene Simmons says, it sounds like a bunch of angry bees. <laughs> but
3: you give
0: me a good riff that breaks my spine. It's a simple A chord. Man, I'm there. I'm, I'm right into it.
1: Cool. And you talked about Dave King being in Floggy Molly, man. When I found that out, I go, oh, my God, I hate this man. <laughs> I go, dude, what happened? You're going all Irish accent on me. <laughs> You mean um um Dave King was in Flogging Molly? I didn't know that. He's a yeah. singer.
0: He formed Flogging Molly. He
1: formed it. It's his band. They're they're on tour again.
0: i <laughs> so. I have to listen
1: to them because oh enjoy. I, I
0: didn't know that. I per- you of. know me personally, I prefer the boys from Boston. Um, shipping up to Boston. The hell didn't even have band. Uh, but, uh, uh. Anyway, they're from Boston, but <laughs> they're another Irish band. Um, right on. Why can't I think of the name of that band?
1: It's not House of Pain, because they were hip-hop.
0: <laughs> no, 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 no um,
1: duh. But, but Everlast oh. is awesome solo. But...
0: Oh, my, Everlast is great. Yeah. Um, what the hell is the name of that band?
1: I have no idea. Uh, oh, my brain um,
0: um, What, but... what, what, um...
2: They had a hit shipping up to Boston. The Boston from what, what time period? Oh, now. Mm. Now? Yeah, they're active now.
1: I have no idea
2: so, who they are. So I, so I would know. I would well, know who they are if they're I a guess. band from now.
1: Shit, the only Irish bands I like are U2 and Thin Lizzy, so... <laughs> I have no idea.
0: Oh, you don't want to get me started on Thin Lizzy. Dropkick Murphys.
1: Dropkick That's Murphys. It. Oh, yeah, they're okay. And then we get into... Uh, I
0: Molly. I prefer Dropkick Mur- Murphys of the two.
1: I'm trying to see if you guys okay. Nobody picked this track. So if we get into the third track, all you need is your love. what do you think about this one, Tim? Again,
0: you know, I mean I've heard friends of mine say it's filler. I don't see it as filler. I think it's a it's a beyond decent track. I think it's a great track. I think a lot of bands would have loved to release it on an album. Um, again, this shows another side to Fast Eddie. Because in Motorhead, he was just, you know, the king of speed. And, you know, I mean, literally, both ways. But, he, you know, he, I mean, it was lead lead work, lead work, lead work, and more lead work. Whereas this is nothing but rhythm. I mean, this, this is all riff. And it's great. And you know, it just proves to me that he was a well well rounded guitarist, not just a lead player. Because I think like Gingve is to me just more angry bees. And he, he could to <laughs> save his life, you know. He had to bring in to get a hit song, he had to bring in uh Joelin Turner, you know, having the night.
2: Uh, so
3: Yeah.
0: You know, I, I just I this whole album. You're not going to find one bad track on it from me. I can tell you, that's why I picked the album, because I think it's one of the best debuts that I've ever heard, and from any band. Period. Veterans, a new band coming out, just releasing their first, their literally first album. It's just one of the best. I think if I was to if I was to uh, give a college course on music, my first my first grade would be. Fastway's Checkerboard album.
1: Yeah, you know, I agree. My, I agree my with first you. On would Yngwie. be on
0: this album.
1: <laughs> I agree with you on Ingve. I do like Ingve, but sometimes he just uh. Oh, he's, he's annoying. Annoying, yeah. But annoying. when he was with Steeler,
0: that Steeler album is fantastic. It's it's a very good album. I wouldn't say it's a great album, but it's a fantastic. Backseat driver, are you kidding me? That's a great song. But it was riff driven; it wasn't lead driven. You know what I mean? Like Eddie could, Eddie could, yeah. Eddie Van Halen could do one an album of just lead work, and it would self out of the stratosphere because he's that good of a lead lead guitarist. And these and these people that, you know, like the '80s, man, Jesus, that's the one thing that annoyed me about the '80s was just everybody and their brother is trying to be Eddie Van Halen. And it's like, why are you trying to copy somebody when you can be an original? That's what you, That's how you sell. Joe Perry never copied Eddie Van Halen. Nope. If, you know, you can, you, can, you can hear Joe Perry and you can hear Eddie Van Halen, and it's like, that's two totally different guitar players. They're both great, but they're completely different from each other.
1: My opinion on Joe Perry is that Brad Whitford was the best guitar player oh, in Harrow Smith.
0: <laughs> was the riff master. I mean, yep. he, he wrote every riff there. You know, I mean, forget about it. You know, when he joined the band, that made them a band. It wasn't four guys on the stage doing whatever they wanted to do. They became a band.
1: Yeah. It's like Iggy and I. Uh but the uh, the eighties guitar players I think one guy that really did his own, I, I go with Paul Gilbert and fucking Nuno Bit Bittencourt. Good. He's good.
0: Nuno non I mean if you listen if you listen to that, I think it's the, the first their debut album with mm-hmm. Mama I Don't Wanna Go to School Today. Yep. That's Eddie. That then, has Eddie written all mm-hmm. over it.
1: But then you get to the second album, and it's like... Oh, Bruce. the second
0: album, yeah, he, he came into his own. But that first album was, I'm going to show you, I can do Eddie Van Halen. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Eddie Van Halen can do Eddie Van Halen, you know? Yeah.
1: Uh, Flight of the Bumblebee was not Eddie Van Halen on the second album. That was his own thing. That was no, different.
0: No, 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 no. No, I'm, like I'm saying, he yeah, came into yeah. his own. He said, screw this, I'm going to do Nuno Bettencourt. And Nuno... You know, he up. He understood. That, you know, hey, man, people don't want to hear... A copy of eddie van halen because they can go buy a van halen record they yeah. want to hear what i can do so let's show them
1: yeah uh there's a story about nuno where he was in like this fan this van halen cover band he wanted to go in and play with them and they said hey we want you to do mean street So, fuck i can't do that beginning shit <laughs>
3: he said i can't
1: do that ta- that thing that eddie's doing in the beginning there's the fucking the way so they 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 did it, but he did just the, dun, 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 dun. he went into that. He couldn't do that beginning, you know? Yep. It's,
0: oh, a lot of, a lot of guitars were just, I guarantee you, they're just, their jaws are dropped and they're listening to their, to their, record player going, how the fuck's she doing that?
1: <laughs> yeah, Yeah. Nudo was saying, fuck, I can't do that shit. Cause he gave them another song. He says, no, we want you to play a mean He goes, Oh
0: fuck. <laughs> I mean, think, I mean, think about it. Would you even know where to start or how to start? You know, because he's he's tapping the neck, and it's it with with one hand with two fingers, and it's and it's the pinky and the thumb, and it's like, who the fuck thinks of that? You know, <laughs> Eddie Van Halen did. That's who. Yeah, that's I, what got me about Eddie was, how the fuck did you even think of that? Let alone do it. Shit, <laughs>
1: we we had uh uh. Nate Atchison on a uh, Van Halen episode where we were talking about women and children first and he was all pissed off because Eddie wasn't shredding. <laughs> on that album. I go, dude, you're missing out. He's fucking playing the most like, killer rhythm ever. i
0: like for him to point out where he wasn't shredding, you know, <laughs> or his definition of shredding is, you know what I mean? Because I think that album is fucking phenomenal. That six pack is just, there's no better six albums from any band period. End of story. That's all there is to it.
1: I agree with you. I I agree with you. Even even Rush's first six albums weren't as good as the Van Halen six albums. Rush are great,
0: but Rush came on later on in in their progression. You know I mean? Granted, they lasted, what, 40-some odd years, so they did all right for themselves. Don't get me wrong. But but Uh, their first couple of records were... I mean, they were good. Don't get me wrong. They weren't great.
1: (laughs) uh, I love Fly By Night. Yeah, I think...
0: (laughs) I think Fly By Night was when they said, "Okay, we gotta we gotta up the ante a little bit here," and they probably got better at their. I know. think that Rush's first album is awesome.
1: It is. It's oh, fucking well, like it's like the Who and Led Zeppelin. To,
0: <laughs> to me, compared to like, uh, I hate to say it, but uh, uh, the one uh, Moving Pictures, um, it weren't. <laughs> I mean, compared,
2: compared I say to, um um, so, um um compared to Power Windows, Power Windows is cool. Oh, Power Windows is a good record.
1: Oh, right yeah. on. You like Power, Power Windows, Windows, Tim. Tim, you like yeah. a lot of sh- you like a lot of stuff I like. Yep. You know, I've I noticed that.
0: That's <laughs> what got me more and more interested in this podcast was your posts on Facebook were like, hey man, I can deal with that. You know, I can I, I agree with that, absolutely.
1: Dude, you I, mean? everything you posted. Yeah, in Whatz
0: check something out here, you
1: know. <laughs> everything you post in Godzilla World, I'm going, fuck this guy likes everything I like. You know, I'm like, fuck it, hey. I need to get this guy on a podcast. <laughs> it's like, uh, sorry, Bob. I got somebody who likes something. I like,
0: <laughs> I'm just a music head.
1: Oh no. yeah, man. I love
0: yeah.
1: it. Huh. Oh man. We went off topic here, but, uh, all you need is love. What'd you think about it? Lee? Oh,
0: um,
2: I, I actually... all I need
1: is love. All I need is your love. I mean,
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, I, I, hear you. I said the Beatles I actually wrote this. Um, Tim said it's not a filler tune, I actually wrote in my liner notes, I'm not kidding you. This is not a filler tune. That's the first <laughs> sentence. And then I went on to say it's a really good tune. See, but Lee, I...
0: lines think alike. <laughs> yeah.
2: But when I first had the vinyl, this song had a skip in it. Ah. And that bugged me. This is maybe the most Led Zeppelin sounding song on yep. here. It's a great song to hear while drinking and partying.
0: Great energy rocker. It's a great song to hear anyways. I mean, I'd be driving down the road listening. It's just...
1: Uh, (laughs) Reminds me of Pink Floyd. I was at Pink Floyd before I smoked weed, and it was still great. (laughs) And then there's some some albums I listen to now, I go, man, I need to get high.
0: (laughs) Man, speaking of Pink Floyd, I, I watched The Wall when it first came out. Did not get it. I did not understand. Now, this is the biggest mm. bunch of trash they ever put in a movie in my life. Second time I saw it, I was dropping acid. And I was like, "Oh man, he shaved his eye, he shaved his eyelashes. Oh my god. Oh my god." <laughs> <laughs> I'm into this. I'm into it, you know. <laughs> So it's just perspective, you
1: know? <laughs> I just don't like yeah. Bob Geldof. So anything Bob Geldof does, I'm like, fuck this shit. <laughs> fucking Boomtown Rats could suck my dick. <laughs> I fucking hate that yeah. band. Fucking I Don't Like Mondays. I don't like you, Bob. You <laughs> fucked up fucking off Michael all Hutchins' night. life.
2: Off, 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 all night. <laughs> you know that song? yeah <laughs> i blame.
1: yeah i fucking hate it
2: that that sounds well, like, like after someone wants to take a crap but the crap wants to go back in the butt
1: <laughs>
0: oh i hate it when that happens yeah <laughs> i just yeah, I, blame
1: like, oh, Gell- I, Ouch. I blame Belt bob gill i i blame bob gelda for fucking killing fucking michael hutchins of In excess. Fuck that guy.
0: I blame Gel- Geldof for partially killing rock and roll. So. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Live Aid was awesome, except for Led Zeppelin. I never,
0: I never got people like Bill, Bill Gelt, uh, or Geldof or like Nick Lowe. No. Any I like kind people. of Nick they're, Lowe sometimes. They're good, but people make them out to be like the second coming of the Messiah and I'm like, no. Not well, even... One of his albums is
2: called Jesus of Cool, so, <laughs> you know?
1: But Bob Gildoff did get Pink Floyd back together for Live Aid. That was cool. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I'll yeah. give him credit for that. But he fucking shit on one of my favorite bands. I know you guys probably don't like them, The Hooters. Oh. He fucking didn't put them in the DVD of Live Aid. Fucker. <laughs> oh. I, huh? I like I the kinda Hooters. I kind of
0: like the Hooters.
1: Yeah. To me, the
0: Hooters were just like radio filler.
1: Okay, but the first album, uh,
2: kind of. Tim, I I do like some of the songs, but
3: yeah,
2: some of them. I I would not. I, if I saw a CD of the Hooters and it was free, I'd ask someone, "Will you pay me fifty cents to take it out of this box?"
1: (laughs) <laughs> but the thing is, their first album had like what, and we danced and fucking day by day. But if you listen to fucking all you zombies, that's a fucking dark fucking song, you know. But then you get yeah, to but the,
0: it's like, the it's second. Like I could, you know, if I if 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 the Hooters were playing in the background, all right, I could tap my foot to the drum beat. But if I never heard another Hooters song again as long as I live, it wouldn't break my heart.
1: But their second album was fucking went away from their poppy, and they went fucking like dark rock, like fucking the second album, Long Way Home, fucking great album. It, too late
0: it, though,
1: huh? It's too late though. I know, but they rule, dude. They they they're, they're good they're musicians. A pop band. They weren't a pop band on the second album. No, that's the no, thing no. is.
2: first <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna sit here and, and laugh
0: while you both talk about this. Group. That's not worth talking out, about. And, and it's any band. It's any being. The first album you release is basically gonna it's gonna associate you with your audience. So like say you're Blondie and their first album comes out and everybody's dancing to it and woohoo, you know, have a good time. And then Blondie comes out with a heavy metal record. Nobody is gonna listen to that.
1: That'd be me. I'd probably say, Hey, let me check well, this shit out. <laughs> what,
0: I'm saying, what I'm saying is your audience that you already got from your first record is just gonna go fuck you i will find somebody else
1: that's true it's like and you're,
0: and you're already a, two records into your career and you're starting over again
1: it's like extremes third album fucking people didn't get it and it was fucking amazing to me
0: i like your three sides album myself
1: <laughs> yeah that's what i was talking about three yeah, sides rules that
0: that's a great record
1: fucking that's rules a great, record. great album
0: but like you but you know like I said you know they came in you know Mama World and their their the first song single they had um and I can't remember that one either son of a bitch
1: <laughs> son But anyways of a bitch.
0: Mama don't want to go to school today. Yeah. So you know, they they garnered the the what I call pop metal audience. You know the people that listen to Autograph or Poison or that's the crowd that they that they got were, we're trying to get into with that first record. well, then you can't do that and and, and do a and do out and do an album that sounds like Slayer or <laughs> you know or Raven or you know what I mean you, you can't do that because then you're going to go, "Well who the fuck are these guys?"
1: Unless you're me, because I like poison, I like autograph, and I like fucking when bands well, I, fucking change I it like
0: up. Because I could listen to different genres and different styles of music, and no, no, I'm not going. I'm not going to hear ACDC in this. Whereas most people, they don't. They live and die on by the radio. You know, uh, I mean, us audiophiles, us us metalheads, we're done breed, man. I mean, we really are.
1: Yeah, we listen to fucking Steely Dan and fucking bands. Yes, like we do.
0: We par- listen to Steely Dan. We listen to, I'll listen to some country if I think it's cool. I like, I like country.
1: I like Glenn Campbell. I like Waylon Jennings. I like Chris Christopherson.
0: I like I, Gail Davies. Like I, like McEntire. Yeah, I, I like Reba McIntyre. I
1: like
0: Alabama. I saw them in concert. Charlie Daniels opened for them.
1: I love Charlie Daniels. We did Charlie
0: a char-
2: Daniels is cool. We
0: did an episode of a Charlie Daniels album. Yeah, the
1: Honey album, right? Yeah. But yeah. it was a great
0: show. I had a great time, and it's like this is a country act. What the fuck? And, and did he do rock too? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, man. He they were good at that. I think they. I kind of thought they blew. Not blew, but they they were better than Alabama. But that's just my humble. Oh, opinion. anybody
1: would be. You know, I like Alabama. Their fucking harmonies. Oh my god. They're I like their so harmonies. I like, great.
0: I like their. I like their songwriting. I mean, they song they sang about simple shit, everyday stuff. You know, the lyrics weren't, you know, they weren't Neil the peer lyrics where they're pounding you over the head and you got to get a dictionary to look, look it up what the hell does this mean? You know, but they're everyday stuff that people can relate to. And that makes a good record.
1: I love Basifus. I <laughs> love, I love his dad. I love Johnny Cash. You know, yep. fucking A. I love all hey. that shit.
0: Old Hank Williams.
1: Hank Williams, Hank Williams, Jr., Fucking Bush- Hank- Bushy's like going, yeah, baby, <laughs> right now. <laughs> I like
0: Hank, Thur- I don't know, Hank. three. I think he's pretty good. He's I like haven't heard good. him yet, but that's just me, you know. Yeah,
1: like? man. And that's just... what
0: I. That's what I say to everybody. You know, that's just me. You know, I like what yeah. I like. That's what I like.
1: I just like good music. I don't care what. Yeah, me
0: too. Shit, I, I like. Care.
1: I. I think Madonna's great. The first four albums, you know. Man. Fuck. I like fucking Michael Jackson. I like fucking... I like
0: uh, I like Off the Wall. Yeah. That
1: was a great That's record. a great good album. And I fucking love fucking Wham! Which we did a review on. Which will come out in July. But I like good songwriting. I like good yeah. fucking pop. I like the Beatles. <laughs> and I'll, I get that shit from the yeah, Beatles. See,
0: that's the thing. I never got into the Beatles.
1: Yeah, a lot of people oh. haven't. It. I true.
0: never got into the Beatles. I got into the Stones. I love, I love, the, st- I love the, the Stones, Stones also, man. That's, love- that's bare bone, basically. Rock and roll. I mean that's you know, that's the blues, man. That's twos and four, you know. <laughs>
1: but but like I keep telling people who love the stones and hate the Beatles, like, oh, you know, if there Mick Jagger said it said it himself. If there was no Beatles, there'd be no stones.
0: That's you know. his
1: opinion. Well it's because I mean, the think the think Beatles there, the there, Beatles help exactly helped, helped them out. The Beatles helped if them out. there were
2: no twigs, there would be no mud.
1: Because if the Beatles didn't come to America, the Stones wouldn't have came to America. And he says, and the Beatles helped us out when we were down on our luck and gave us shows, you know.
0: Yeah. All well, right. That, that, but I mean, as far as the music goes, I don't know, I just never really got into the Beatles that much. There's a couple of tunes I like by them, absolutely. But overall, uh, uh, no. I know what you mean,
2: but I like Octopus's
0: Garden. Of course
1: you do.
2: And and I like Tomorrow Never
1: Knows. Tomorrow Never Knows is a kick-ass track. Octopus's Garden, I liked it as a kid, like Yellow Submarine, but now I'm going, fuck, this is weak.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I, 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 I...
1: Anything with oh, fucking ring I
2: almost want to agree with you but I don't want to yet. Ring <laughs>
1: Ringo is like the word is the fourth <laughs> thing on there. I'd rather listen to fucking I love George Harrison except when he does fucking sitar. Fuck a sitar yeah. shit. I fucking hate sitar. Fucking Marashi got them in sitar. Well let me give my opinion on this song. Uh, I love the drum sound on this, man. Killer rhythm going on, and a hoppy beat. Eddie's playing his ass off, even though he's not playing many leads, but the wrists are fucking kicking ass on this song, like you guys said. This fucking song rules. I don't think it's filler either. And then we get to the next song that Tim picked, Another Day. So here's Another Day by Fastway on the Freeform Rock Podcast. Mm.
3: Remember when we had a good times good times Take me
1: was another day why'd you pick this track uh tim
0: great tune (laughs) what, what more do you want i mean i love his progressions i love the riff i love the and it just dave king is just singing his fucking ass off man i mean and it it just sounds like every word he says on this song he means it's another day You
1: can't get, I mean, that's, you know, yep, it is. Uh, What'd you think about it, Lee?
2: Even though the song does not at all sound like rough cut, it has the same attitude as that band. It has more in common with Bad Company song-wise, even though David King's vocals are totally different than Paul Rogers. The group is cooking here. It's what I'd call a deep cut
1: very cool yeah me i love the drum sound on this song killer rhythm going on and a hop, it has a hoppy beat you know it's like you fucking snap your fingers to it even though i can't snap my fingers and mm-hmm. eddie is playing his ass off on this song and it's oh, heavy yeah and it's fucking the acoustic, heavy track the acoustic in the beginning then it speeds yep. up with some killer wrist by eddie and like you said dave is singing his ass off fucking i, I love to put this fucking song on it just drive to it. The beginning man. you drive all slow and it fucking picks up. You just want to mm-hmm. fucking downshift and fucking bl- yeah. fucking get on and a fucking time, freeway. time it's
0: halfway through, you look down at your speedometer and you're doing about 120 and you're like, whoa, all right. All
1: oh, right, yeah, man. This song man. is fucking tr- fucking awesome. I love it when a song starts off slow and it fucking just kicks into gear.
0: Builds, yep.
1: Yeah, I fucking love it. A lot of bands don't do that anymore, man. Got
0: Me was... Eddie's playing on this album impressed me more than anything he ever did in Motorhead, yeah, because man. Motorhead was just one speed, and that's all there is to it, start to finish. Da, 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 the Ace of Spades, you know. Whereas this is everything. Yeah, it's uh, uh, you know as many different nuances as you could possibly have. He's got it in this album right here. <laughs>
1: Man, and the band sounds like it's big, like Aerosmith, but they only have four members. Well, three, but one's uncredited. Fuck, that mm-hmm. sucks. Um, and this song is ear candy. I fucking love it.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
1: That was my stock was answer for Bob. I
0: down listening to another day. <laughs> ever. <laughs> yeah.
1: That was my stock answer for Bob. I bet he's loving it. I keep mentioning him. <laughs> but I don't care. I'm not making fun of him. Uh, and then we get to the next song, the last song on side one, if you have the vinyl heft. What would you think about this one, Tim?
0: Love the bass line. Bass line is, is perfect for this song. Doom, doom, doom. My, my said the beggar man. You, you can't beat it. It's slow. And normally I'm not a huge, slow per- person in a song, but... This one works.
1: What would you think about it, Lee?
2: This is the kind of music Grit of Fleet is doing now, but Fastway did it better back in the 80s. It's a cool song. I could imagine the Scorpions covering this song yep. for some reason. Yep, It kicks butt. It also reminds me a little bit of the group Detective and their song Recognition because of the mood it's a great way to close side one of the album
0: yeah i have have the cd i don't have the album so
1: i have it on vinyl i got it um, i'm a
0: cd guy
1: (laughs) i'm a cd and vinyl guy i got cds and vinyl i i got i just ordered the new danny elfman on cd i love danny elfman uh the the song fucking rules i would have picked this song if you guys didn't but we already got four songs on here so i'm cool Uh, This song sounds like Zep. Like you said, Greta Van Fleet. I like the first Greta Van Fleet EP and album, but then they fucking went weird on me and his vocals got weird. I can't stand it now. Uh, I can't even listen to the other ones because of the new shit they've been putting out. He's going way off base. And Lee said that on his review. Um, Killer Killer Hard...
2: that you heard my
1: review. Yeah, Killer Hard drums, riffs... And Dave is moaning. <laughs> I fucking love it. Killer fucking song. This song rocks your face off, man. I love it. And then we turned it over to side two. If you had the vinyl, and uh, blah blah blah,
2: we oh, become we become so one.
1: You thought that the that, that you heard the Greve and Fleet. Remember. I did. Anyway, I did. We talked oh, about oh, this. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. okay. You were spot yeah. on, dude. I'm, I'm mumbling anyway. The singer so, is like. Do, trying to su- not sound like a uh, fucking Robert Plant now, and he fucking is dying at it. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah. Fuck! Just wait, go wait. back to what you were doing before. You were fine uh, because I got so much criticism. He's he's going. Go fucking shut up, dude! You're uh-huh. irritating me. My my ears are hurting. Uh, a four
0: four <laughs> words for Greta Van Fleet: Flash in the pan.
1: Yeah, if you want to hear a good dude band, listen to fucking Dirty Honey. That Dirty is a great band. Dirty great. Honey fucking rules.
0: They're a great band.
1: They're a fucking... I got their fucking vinyl if fucking rules. I'm going to see them with the opening for the Black Crows in August. I'm fucking happy.
0: That's going to be a good show.
1: Oh, fuck yeah. I can't wait for that. I didn't know they opened up for Slash and Guns N' Roses also.
0: But one newer band I I just can't get into, and I wanted to, and I tried, I really, really tried, is, and their name is cool, and that's it, is Uncle Acid.
1: Oh, I agree with you. Ian Wadley loves that band. I I can't stand it. I just,
0: I can't understand it. I don't get it. I know Ian loves it. I know Wadley loves it, but I just don't understand it.
1: It's like the Grateful Dead to me. I don't understand it.
0: (laughs) I
2: did a review of an (laughs) Uncle Acid album, and I held a knife
0: in my hand while I did it. (laughs) (laughs) See, with my other hand, I'd be holding that wrist to make sure it'd come next to my head,
1: you know? (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) Okay. I I
2: do kind of like them a
0: little better than both of you do.
1: Okay, before...
0: I don't get it. So, what can I say? <laughs>
1: okay, well, t- uh, Lee, you picked We Become One. So, here's We Become One on the F- Freeform Rock podcast. <laughs> That was We Become One. What did you think about that one, Lee?
2: I picked this song because it's not a song a lot of people know, but it's rocking. It almost, if not quite, sounds like what the group Bonham might have sounded like later. It's not the song people think of first when they hear the album, Mm -hmm. but it resonates with the listener after they hear it. Yeah. What are you gonna say, Tim?
0: I just said wait for you. Bottom. <laughs> yeah, I like I Bottom, man. Song, man. I love Bottom. Their lead singer died.
1: Oh well, they did? Oh, I didn't man.
0: know that. Yeah. Shit. Yeah, not a couple of years ago he died.
1: That's I love Jason, man. The
0: one with the hair? Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: <He> so <laughs> which did
0: um
2: I think a couple of other projects, the lead yeah, singer he did. He
0: before
2: did. he died. Yep. Yeah.
1: So what do you think? No th-
2: with it.
1: So what do you think about it, Tim?
0: <laughs> you know, piggyback back off of what Lee said. You know, it, it, it's a song you know nobody's heard of, other than "Easy Living" or "Easy Living" or uh, say what you will. Unless you, in, unless you're a, a music fan, you never heard of none of these songs really because they weren't never really played anywhere, except for at parties and. You know, I mean, they weren't playing on a radio. That's for damn sure. The easy living was, and so wasn't. Say what you will, but other than that, you know, they had to write a whole movie soundtrack to get one, get a song of theirs on, the, on a movie. You know. So.
1: But, yeah. Yeah, I don't think this band was ever played on MTV. No, uh, at no. all. I didn't know about it till I watched Trick or Treat on HBO. If, I go. They,
0: if they were, it was easy living, or say what you will, because somebody decided that those two songs are the only thing that they people want to hear off this album, and I'm like, that is so far from the truth. It's not even funny, you know. I mean, we become, I mean, we become one is a, is a great song again, a great song. Now I don't know if any of these tracks were written when, when. Fast Eddie was was in Motorhead or if they were supposed to be Motorhead tracks and just didn't make it for whatever reason I do know that Fast Eddie and Lemmy weren't seeing eye to eye when he left after Iron Fist so I don't know if he had these these tracks stored you know for years for another project that might be coming down the Pike or if he wrote them fresh you know, when he found out that he was going to do the Fast Way project, you know, I don't know that. But I do know that whenever he wrote them, damn, you know.
1: And, and, if, and if Lemmy heard
0: any of these songs and didn't take them, you know, didn't say, hey, that's a Motorhead track, then he wasn't as smart as I think he is, you know, or thought he was. Because Jesus, <laughs> if you present that song to me and I'm going to band with you, I'm like. Right on. Let's do this. You know. <laughs> what can I say? Great track. Great track.
1: Yeah. Cool. This song is a killer riff to start the song. The band should have been huge. This is an amazing group that take elements from Aerosmith, Motorhead, and Zep. Mm-hmm. And this song has all of that going on. Killer vocals by Dave and fuck the solo rips. <laughs> mm-hmm. And this was the first single off the album. The second single was Easy Living. It's like, damn. I never heard any of these until I fucking watched the movie Trick or Treat and I went back and listened to this shit. I'm like, fucking hey, this band rules. <laughs> yeah. You
0: know, yeah, they should have I mean, they should have been huge.
1: They should have been huge. huge.
0: They should have been bigger than bigger than Motorhead and bigger than UFO. This is
1: released in eighty three where MTV was in its heyday where they had fucking yep. Death Leopard who so would
0: have thought they would and... have been trying to dig up anything they possibly can to put on the internet's done. I don't think
1: this band made any videos. Did they make any videos?
0: Yeah, they did. They actually made a video for, um, I forget the name of the track, but it's on... um, They did the song Say What You
2: Will as a video. That's the first time that I heard them.
0: Yeah. That's
1: why I say
0: Say What You Will and Easy Living are the only two tracks I ever heard on the radio off this album.
1: Yeah, I never heard it at all. I was like... And I can't...
0: I can't understand why. They <laughs> don't that. Got me.
1: Okay. And
2: then I think that later they did a video for All Fired Up.
0: Yeah.
1: Maybe. I, I, but it yeah, wasn't. But it was
0: their second album.
1: It wasn't yeah, in heavy yeah. rotation because I don't remember seeing that at no. all. And I was no, an was MTV the, junkie fast, back then.
0: Fastway never got in heavy rotation anywhere at any time, period. Yeah. And mo- as the albums went on, Fast Eddie got less and less interested in Fastway, to the point where, when On Target came out, I don't even think he played on it.
1: Isn't there Isn't there a new Fastway with none of the members in there? Yeah, yeah, I and
0: don't know how'd that oh, happen. Like Rock, Oklahoma and you know stupid shit like that. <laughs> and that stupid shit, but you know festivals.
1: I don't know how that fucking happened because wow. there's no. My, my point is, in the he band.
0: had to go back in, because he heard the album On Target and went, what is this crap? And it's like, it's your new album. And he said, the fuck it is. So he went back into the studio and reworked all of his guitar parts. That's why you can get on target reworked. Huh. That's what they call it. That's cool.
1: Nice, man. She was like,
0: no way you, you know, if I'm on this r- record, it ain't going out like this. I can tell you that much. He said, he said, give me a week. And he went back in and every, every, every guitar part he re-recorded to his liking which if you listen to the album they're under decline but i thought that was really cool of him right on
1: and then we get to the uh next song which is um say what you will what you think about this one uh tim
2: um,
0: did you forget one?
1: I think give I did. Give It All You Got? Give It All You Got. What do you think about Give It All You Got?
0: Again, great song. You know, I mean, I I know I'm repeating myself over and over and over again, but that's what I got for this album is great, because that's what it is. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's fantastic.
1: It is a fantastic song, but uh, what do you think about it, Lee?
2: It kind of makes me think of Pat Travers. Is if he could have done a cover of it it's a good hand clapping beer drinking party hardy, bar party type of song i give it thumbs up snorting whiskey and
0: drinking cocaine <laughs>
1: yeah, we we did a pat <laughs> yeah. travers album that thing was awesome uh, i fucking lee got me into pat travers that was awesome my him. he's amazing yeah. he's, he's amazing i
2: forget what album that we did did we do a pat travers album
1: we did it hasn't come out yet but it's fucking really good
2: <laughs> I forget what album we did, but but we
1: did an album. We did and, an album.
0: And he could sing. Yeah. He would, just wasn't a guitar player. He could yeah. sing.
1: I just remember I heard a story about that. Pat Pat Driver's a snortin' whiskey drinking cocaine where his guitar player came in late to rehearsal and he said, What were you doing? I was snorting whiskey drinking cocaine and Pat wrote a song about <laughs> it. Ah <laughs> <laughs> So that's how that song came about. Yeah, he was this guitar player in a band He was always fucking on Coke and whiskey and shit. I don't remember his guitar player that he had, his second guitar player. But um, yeah, this song is, uh, it's not my favorite off the song, but it's still off the album. It's really good though. I like it. You know, I think this is not, out of all the 11 songs or 10 songs off this album, it's not my favorite, but it's still, it doesn't make me want to skip it. Mm-hmm. It's really good. I
0: hear you. I mean, you got to remember, you know, I grew up on this record. You know, I was a junior in high school when I got this album. So, I mean, I listened to this thing every day, all day until I I felt that I, I knew it, you know? And so this has always kept kept a special place in my heart, you know, because it's one of them albums that I, I mean, you know, you say Tim Raznick, you can say Fastway right after it, because you know that and Aerosmith's Get Your Wings album and Van Halen's first and you know Led Zeppelin, any of them, and you know there's certain albums that that came out while I was you know still processing my what I my likes and my dislikes in life, and this just yeah. happened fall in the right time frame. Cause if this if, if this had come out in the nineties, maybe I wouldn't feel so strongly about it, you know, because I'd have been older and been on yeah. that much more in life and all that. But you know, in eighty three, man, my my main focus was sports and music.
2: In fact, um when 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 you said you were a junior back in eighty three I was a senior in 83 so I think you're only a year uh, um, younger than me.
0: I'm 54. So, so
2: so we're we're practically around the same age.
0: Yeah, I'm 54. I was born
2: late in the year. Yeah, so so you know
0: um, So you know what I'm talking about as yeah, far as
2: Yeah, here. you're 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 from my
0: generation. Yeah.
2: Well, and so a-
0: that's why it 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 holds a very special place in my heart because man I can remember every party I went to, every party I went to had this as a soundtrack this was playing in the background
1: nice yeah. I, I was I, like i'm four years younger than you tim <laughs> and i think uh, two years younger than uh well lee's a little bit older right <laughs> Yeah,
2: yeah I'm, I'm about 20 years older than you <laughs> i'm kidding
1: yeah but uh i didn't get into this album to trick-or-treat so i'm way behind you guys i was into like Well, at this time in 83, Def Leppard got me into hard rock with Pyromania. Well,
0: that that first Def Leppard album on Through the Night was just, you know, again, was like, wow, who are these guys?
1: Yeah, that was a great album also. But I got into Def Leppard in 83. My first album I got into was kind of tied because I had Foreigner Double Vision and Sgt. Pepper's by The Beatles. So I was kind of in hard rock and pop at the same time. Mm-hmm. So I was like into that fucking, I love Duran Duran in 83. I still love Duran Duran to this day. I love hard rock. I love metal. I just don't like everything that's hard rock and metal. I don't like everything that's fucking alternative either. I like what I like, <laughs> you know. It,
0: exactly. It, I like the best of what I think the best is.
1: Yeah. It's like, <laughs> you know? I like yeah. REM. A lot of people don't like REM.
0: Oh, I can't stand REM. Yeah. That guy's... That guy's voice just annoys me.
1: Oh, I just I love the IRS Peter days. Buck better. Buck
0: has some solo work that I think is pretty good. Yeah, Buck the guitarist, he wouldn't be that bad to listen to solo, but that yeah. voice Stipes is just annoying. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I I love the first out al- the their first albums until they got up to uh, Warner Brothers, and then they went fucking pop. But uh, then the last three albums of REM went back to the old days, which I loved. Um. But fuck, this song right here, like I said, it was kind of filler to me, but I like it a lot. And then we get to the song that wasn't even a single and everybody knows this song. Say what you will. What do you think about this, Tim?
0: Um, I didn't know it wasn't a single because that's, that's, you know, that and Easy Living was the only two songs I've ever heard on the radio. So I don't know if they were a flip, you know, if, if Easy Living was on side A and this one was on side B or, I mean, I don't know, but I just... I know that I heard it constantly. Yeah. It didn't bother me, you know, cuz I that I heard it constantly cuz after a while a song is like all right, let's let's move on, you know. Even even bands that I love, all right, you know, I've heard this 50 million times now. Let's let's go to the next one, you know, <laughs> shall we? Yeah. But this one I never I never had a problem with that ever. Ever. Great song.
2: Yeah, I, I never had a problem with it. I always liked it.
1: What would you think about it, Lee?
2: The song that made me buy the album. Fantastic. I Mm -hmm. still love it to this day. I like this group better than what Fast Eddie Clark did in Motorhead. I love Motorhead, but I think Fast Eddie Clark was at his best in this group. And this song is a great example of it. It's classic rock at its finest.
0: Yeah, what I said earlier is... You know, you can you know the first the three albums that that Fast Eddie did with with Motorhead were great. Don't get me—I mean, they were fantastic. But you know, you you put it against what he did on this is he just showed yeah. that he, he was a broader range of a guitar player and he was a broader range of a, of a songwriter than what he got credit for in Motorhead. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, this is all. As far as I know this is all fast Eddie writing these songs it's not cuz Pete way didn't Pete way put his name to it and then took it back yeah and that was it he didn't he didn't go into a one single studio session he didn't write one song didn't write one lyric of one oh. song. so the only reason they had him you know in the name is cuz he was Pete way from UFO and it's like hey man we, you know we gotta get as much as much hype as we possibly can, because we're starting this band. And then Pete said, "Well, I can't because my my recording contract won't let me," yeah. which, which is bullshit. Because you'd think the first thing you're going to do if if you're going to form a new band, is to check your contract to make sure you can do it. I mean, yeah. that's you know, and, and a lot of other people are in two bands. I mean, look at Stone Sour and and Slipknot.
1: Yeah, but back know, yeah. but back then people weren't into bands. It was like, why is this guy taken away from this band? You know? now it's like fucking George Lynch is in like ten bands. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's yeah. like... Or or Mike Portnoy is in everything. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> yeah, and, and, and everything that I don't like to hear. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. You know, Lee doesn't like flying colors. <laughs>
0: well I didn't say I didn't say that. I just said he's in everything. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, and 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 I and I added everything that, that that I run away from quick.
1: I'm just sorry the winery dogs rule. I don't care yes, what you think.
0: Yeah, <laughs> but that's but that's oh. more. That's more. Uh, um, the Richie Cotton. Yes, thank you, Jesus, my.
1: Richie Cot Ca- Richie Cotton's last album, Fifty for Fifty, was amazing. 50 no, fucking get, songs, I man.
2: I'm afraid of listening to it because I don't want to have to hear
0: 50 songs. Dude, he's
1: like, he's like the rock. He's like Prince of Rock. The guy could play everything.
0: And it's he, about time he's getting some credit for it. Oh, I fuck yeah. His, All <laughs> right. Shit, I Poison's
1: I'm best right. album was with Richie Kotzen. <laughs> I'm sorry. man. you did it It's fucking <laughs> amazing. He put c. c Deville to shame oh fuck and he could sing and when no, he was in mis is. sorry he,
0: he was kicked out because he was he started dating uh Ricky rocket's ex-fiance yeah it's like there's a reason why she's your ex- fiance <laughs> you know fucking- she's not your current fiance she's your ex-fiance
1: yeah move yeah, on yeah. you know <laughs> but everything Richie's done a fucking thing with iron Maiden guitar player now is fucking great. Adrian yeah. Smith and Cotson. Yeah. Smith, fucking amazing. Fucking. I met, a,
0: I met. Adrian Smith.
1: Yeah, the thing he did, the uh, fucking uh, when he was in Mister Big, I liked it how he did du- dual vocals. That was amazing too. Fucking mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah, you <sighs> took
0: me on to that. I didn't know he was in Mister Big.
1: Oh fuck yeah, that song was fucking amazing. Yeah. <laughs> See, <it was> like.
0: <laughs> oh
1: my god. I fucking love like Mister Big. I love
0: his solo stuff. So.
1: Yeah, I love everything Richie's done, man. And then we uh, say you will. This is my opinion on it, since we we're going off, off topic. Now this song just kicks ass. And a perfect song. And people know this song. And it rules. And it wasn't even a single. It was mm-hmm. We Become One and an Easy Living were the two singles off this album. At least what Wikipedia says. <laughs> oh. Yeah, so. I, I
0: I don't know about that one. Because, you know, back, back in 83, you didn't hear a song on the radio unless it was like a show, like a deep cut show or something like that, which is usually on around midnight, one in the morning, something like that. Yeah. Or it was a, it was a release single.
1: Well, it's like Queen, uh, we are the champions and we will rock you. That was, it was just a once, it was like, we are the champions and they went into, we will rock you. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah. or living, loving, made heartbreaker, you know, but I do
0: believe that was a flip side.
1: Yeah, it was. They just played Kiss, both sides.
0: Kiss had Beth, you know, God, same geez. thing. It was the flip side and they just turned it over and played it. And it was, like, hey man, it's a pretty good tune, you know. And people liked it and they just kept playing it, you know, but it wasn't a, an officially released single.
1: I hate Beth. <laughs> I fucking hate huh. I hate Peter Chris's voice. It's like a poor man's fucking r-
0: Actually, r- I think Peter Chris has a great voice, just not on that particular track.
1: I hate that song. I well, Peter- I do like one I like one I do like one song by him and that's about it. But everything else I heard that he sings, I, I prefer for Gene Simmons when he sings for some reason.
0: Oh, that's... Depends on the track. It depends on the track. Like, you know, I Love It Loud. Yeah. Voice fits that song perfectly. A lot better than what Paul would have done. That's for damn sure.
1: And I fucking love Ace. Ace is my favorite member of Kiss.
0: But, like, you listen to something like Baby Driver.
1: Baby Driver's a song I like.
0: It's, you know, he does a good job on that track.
1: Yeah, Baby Driver, I think, is the only song I like by Peter Chris singing late. So that's the only... he's got
0: a couple of... He's got a couple of songs in his solo that are all right. That are actually one's really good, but mm. I don't know what happened to him. He just he went right off the deep end quick and didn't come back. You know, I and mean, that's
1: <laughs> well, what Paul. Well, Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons suck solo also.
0: <laughs> Paul Stanley. <laughs> Paul <Phan>. Stanley <laughs> Ice. <Like, Eisen. laughs> some people like his solo. St- not supposed to say that. Oh, sorry. <laughs>
1: some people like his Stool Station album the <laughs> station i mean. i can't well, stand it like,
0: look, you know you're you're millie Vanilli nowadays okay <laughs> deal with it be truthful hey man you're gonna see us lip-sync
1: well it's kind of yeah. like vince neal's backing band lip singing.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. we want to come out here with rocker and in with walking chairs and you know canes and and do a show for you so you know but did you they got made their money, they made their mark, they got their fame, they everything that you can possibly get in rock and roll. Exit stays left, as Rush would say.
1: Yeah. It's like there's people out there who could still sing it, like Glenn Hughes, uh Steven Tyler. Mm-hmm. Fuck. But Paul Stanley fucked himself up because he had vocal surgery, supposed to stay not sing for a year and he went out two months later. So he fucked his vocals up himself.
0: Yeah, but he fucked himself up a long time. Yeah,
1: he should have not. He should have just waited. But that money from the tour was coming in. Gotta get out there, man. That's
0: what gets me is, how much money do you need? I mean, they made so much money, it's not even funny. Even the four originals, even the two guys that aren't in the band anymore. Even the two guys that are scabs now, that are in the band now, are making so much money, it's not even funny.
1: Uh, I just feel sad for Eric Singer that made a why guy's hair... your
0: reputation and your name for cash? You don't need the money. It's not like you're living on the street corner. You know, you're in Hollywood and you got a sign up saying, "I'll, you know, play for food.
1: I don't know. It's just Get like...
0: Because to me, rock bands only have a certain amount of time there are exceptions to the rule absolutely but you only got like a 10-year window to make your mark in my humble opinion and you see it all the time and you see these bands nowadays that are from the 80s that are trying to get back into the limelight and it's like man that left you so long ago it's not even funny
1: rat comes to mind oh but rat Rat infestation was awesome though
0: but they had their time It's time to go. You're in your 50s now. You're in your 60s. It's time to go. Let somebody new come up. Because somebody did that for you when you were coming up. Somebody from the 70s, you know, some band from the 70s went away. So you could come up. That's life. That's the circle of life in
1: rock and roll. Yeah, but there's some bands that could still kick it like the Rolling Stones, man.
0: Well, that's but, what I'm saying is there are exceptions to every rule. Yeah. You know, and, you know, and I understand that y- you as a person have to decide that for yourself whether I still can contribute to this form of music known as rock and roll or whether it just passed me by. You know, because, I mean, life, hey, you know, certain things in life pass you by. Things that you were happy in, in the tw- you know, within the 20s, in your fifties, it's not so cool anymore. You know, that's life.
1: Yeah, that's true, man. But there's I'm some. Sorry,
0: I got on my little bandwagon. Well, here. I didn't mean to. Glenn play.
1: Hughes could still bring it though. <laughs> <laughs> and fucking Brad Whitford was saying because of COVID, he doesn't know if if Aerosmith's uh, ever going to play live again. Yep. But uh, that Aerosmith right. again—they're they're all in their sixties. Yep.
0: Every one of them—it's like it's time to retire. Do your one-off thing, do your solo thing, great, fantastic. But it's time to let Aerosmith too, come up. The kids of Aerosmith could come, you know what you know what I mean? Yep. And everybody that was raised on Aerosmith can come up.
1: Like Dirty Honey, yeah. you could tell they're Aerosmith and I mean, fans.
0: And I mean literally their kids. Between the between the band members, their kids could form a band because they. They play all the instruments. Every one of their kids, every one of them has a kid that can play an instrument. Every one of them. Let them form band. Like Gene Simmons. Let Nick form his band. You know, I mean, it's time to go.
1: Yeah. Well, at least Foreigner uh, did it. I think Foreigner did it the right way because Kelly Hansen's really good. And uh...
0: oh, Kelly Hansen, you know, and. They never got their fair fair shake, my my personal opinion. Yeah. Hurricane Over the Edge album was just amazing. What the hell is this? You know? <laughs> it's phenomenal. And then they went nowhere.
1: Yep. But that's again, I'm I'm on my soapbox and I'm sorry about that. <laughs> it's okay, man. We like people being on her Lee is always on his soapbox. <laughs> 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 All right, man. So we get to the uh, Next song, which is probably the last song on this album, except for the bonus track, we got uh, Give It Some Action. What'd you think about this one, Tim? What about You Got Me Running? Did I do? Oh, You Got Me Running, which you, uh, did you pick that song, Lee? No. Oh, You Got Me Running. What'd you think about this one, Tim? We went so long, I forgot what we're doing. <laughs> you got so, me running. You got me running. I'm trying to
0: remember. There's a, There's a lyric. One of these songs, and I'm trying to remember which one it is. I think it might be the next one. I think I'm not sure, but I'm going to say it now, so I remember it. Um, you got me running. You got me running. You got me.
1: Running. I'm singing it in my head. Um, when I when I hear this, I think of Def Leppard. <laughs> Just the title. The lyrics. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: The lyric that I'm thinking of is. And it's one it's one of the best lyrics i've ever heard in any any song period do you ever feel like a stranger or a shadow through a glass window wondering why there's so many answers to questions never been asked
1: that is a great lyric
0: he dropped that lyric and i was like what <laughs> what and i had to re- rewind it what <laughs> and i was like where the hell did that come from <laughs> Because you know, I mean, these lyrics—they're—they're they're fine lyrics on this album, but they're—they're they're not exactly Bob Dylan, you know. They're not Leo Pert, Neil Pert. They're whoever wrote them, Fast Eddie, I guess. It's, you know, usually, usually with bands, the guitarist writes the songs and the singer writes the lyrics. I don't know if that worked with this one, because there wasn't a whole lot of pub on this this album when it came out. I mean, you know, nobody was writing articles on it, and nobody was, you know, interviewing guys with this. And, I mean, they, you know, they were like, hey, we're putting you on the road. Be thankful. And it's like, you know, we got this phenomenal record. What do you mean, be thankful? You know, (laughs) but I think Fast Eddie figured it out that, you know, for some reason I got a bad reputation and I gotta I gotta redeem myself so cool let's go you know
1: yep so what'd you think about the song Lee Lee
0: you fall asleep
1: I don't know <laughs> hold on I'm gonna pause
0: you know it so <laughs> yeah I did
1: so Lee <laughs> fell asleep but what's your opinion on you got me running Lee?
2: Oh, this is probably the most deep cut on the album, but I think it's great. I could imagine Jimmy Page doing it on his Outsider album. It also yep. has a very slight White Snake sound to it. Yep. But it's way better than White Snake. Well, I could White do a cover of it sometime, but my voice is not as good as David King's. But I like the song,
0: White Snake in their early days. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Not not like you
1: know yeah not just, not like the crap still, they did I later stuff. yeah this song is killer wrist lead a headbanger here love the drums and the rhythm is infectious it's a great mm-hmm. track and then we get to the uh the next track which i just put off uh give it some action which uh tim picks. so here's give it some action on the freeform rock podcast That was give it some action. Why'd you pick this track, Tim?
0: It don't get any deeper than the last cut on the album. Yeah. Now does it? I mean, that's that's about as deep as you can go.
1: It's a great you song. Know, I man. got
0: the CD has a bonus track on it, but that's the last track on the album, on the actual album. Yeah. Yeah. Great song. It's a fantastic song. It's right. You know, just because it's the last song, don't mean it it, it goes down in quality at all. Their second album went down in quality, but this, you know, this last track is just, I'm going to say it again. It's great. And that's about all I can say to it. I mean, this album is just, it's, I I dare say it is perfection. Because I don't, I don't hear anything that I'd go, ooh, or, oh, I changed that, or, did they have to do that? Or none of it. I don't,
1: not nothing. Oh. Yeah. What'd you think about it, Lee?
0: This
2: song reminds me of when I used cocaine and heard the song. <laughs> I thought it was great. I do really like the song. It's a real deep cut, but a great deep cut. They jammed great on this song, and I danced to it back in the day.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is like, the lead goes off on this song. Mm -hmm. cool sound effects on the guitar. I fucking love Dave, man. That's a good song. Fucking rules. (laughs) I love it. There's my stock answer, bitch. (laughs) 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 And then we get to the bonus track. It says it's originally Far, Far From Home was a separate promotional single included in the first vinyl LP pressings which I guess I don't have the first vinyl LP pressings. It was not on the original cassette versions and not included in subsequent LP versions, but was included as a track on the compact disc edition. So far, far from home. What'd you think about this one, Tim? Blues
0: all the way, through and through. Just great blues, I might add. I mean, now
3: well,
0: blues in the rock vein, not blues in, you know, not B.B. King blues, but... Blues in the rock vein, you know. Great tune, slower number. Yeah. But Dave's King, Dave King's vocals, again, just slay. I mean, they just, they kill. You know, I mean, all the, whole through, all the way through the album. You know, you're listening to the last track on the record, and yet, though, in your head, you've got the first track in the record playing as you're listening to the last track. You know what I mean? It's just one of them albums that it's like, man, you can't get enough of it. You know, I put this on, and I play it for four days straight because I just can't get enough of it. And that's today, you know, that's now, let alone back when I bought it, you know, and I still have the original CD I bought, I might add.
1: Nice, I need to get the Rock Candy version of this, man, because there's some BBC sessions and some stuff like oh, that.
0: I probably got them.
1: Fucking cool.
0: I probably have. But, um, you know, Fast Eddie, after he left Fastway, he he did a couple blues albums, just him, and they were phenomenal. And it's like you know how good a, how good of a guitar player was this guy? Because you know you, you're like you discover like facets of him, but he never he never delivered the whole thing. It's like okay, this is my rock, this is my metal side, this is my rock side. This is my blues side, and then he died. You know, so he never he never got to combine everything. Which yeah, I would have killed to hear that album. You know, because he's just he, he he's one of the most underrated guitarists that will ever exist in rock and roll, period. And you know he'd been in some big bands, but his guitar playing, if you ask. Any guitar player today, who their who their top five guitarists are, nobody will mention Fast Eddie Clark. Nobody. But if you mention Motorhead, oh yeah, Iron Fist, Taste of Spades, you know. Well, who uh, do you think was playing guitar on that?
1: Same thing. Same thing you with know? Filthy Animal and drummer drummers. Yeah, nobody know. talks about him. Who do you think? Well, were playing? Yeah,
0: they weren't just Lemmy. You know, Lemmy piggybacked off of that. Really. I mean, he, you know, Motorhead is associated with Lemmy.
1: Yeah.
0: And that's it. And three other people, two other people, three other people sometimes. But Lemmy is the main guy. And he's the main guy because he stayed in Motorhead. You know, it, it's not like, wow that, you know, but you ask top five bases. Uh, I can name you five bases I like better than Lemmy. You know, right off the top of my head. Not even thinking about it, to be honest with you. I could, but too. <laughs> for some reason, you know, when you, you can associate a name with a band, it makes them that much better than their work on the side or their or their solo work, unless you're, you know, somebody really huge, like Jimmy Page, and you, you can associate him with Led Zeppelin and his solo work. You know, but that's that's rare. That's really rare. So once you get a band name, you better stick with it somehow because it's it is it is eat, not easy, but it's a lot easier to build your name in the business than it is to keep your name built in the business. Because once you achieve a certain level of success, you know I always used to, I used to manage bands back in the day. And, you know, I used to tell them, I said, man, I'll tell you right now, you guys are good. You guys are really good. Fantastic. But the the worst thing that can happen to you guys, the worst thing that can happen to you guys is success. Because it's great and it'll bring you all kinds of money and all kinds of fame and all kinds of pussy and all kinds of everything. But it'll it'll stab you in the back in a heartbeat. Because once you get success, people expect that, that level and if you're not ready to deliver that level and can't deliver that level well good are you you're a flash in the pan you know you're a one hit wonder and that's basically what Steven Tyler said I've seen him in interviews over and over again and he's basically said the same thing that man once you reach success and you get a certain level of success don't let it slip and that's You know, you're always chasing a... In the Uh, rock world, you're always chasing success. Always. Always, 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 always. No matter how successful you're, KISS. You know, they're always chasing success, and they're one of the most successful bands that ever existed. You know, album sales, and... you know, how many gold records they have, how many platinum records they have, they're one of the most successful bands ever. But yet, though, they're always looking for more. Because... You know, once you slow down, you're forgotten. And once you're forgotten, forget about it.
1: You're over. Mm-hmm. Like like you said about that, about the, it's like a band becomes a brand, you know, kind of like that. And uh, But the thing is, <laughs> one band I could point out to that didn't chase success, that did what the fuck wanted to, and they didn't give a shit about the record company or the fans, they made music for themselves was Rush. Okay. Like 2112 was supposed to be their last album. They said, fuck this. They want us to make shorter songs. Fuck them. We're going to make what we want. And it became one of the most successful albums by them.
0: <laughs> like I said, you know, there's an exception to every rule. Yeah. But you got you got to follow the rule for the most part. You know what I mean? Yep. Another band you could come up with is Tool. Yep. Tool, you know, fuck you. Basically, that's they their big middle finger, you know?
1: Yeah. I think uh, Smashing Pumpkins does that also. Billy Corgan just says, fuck you to everybody, <laughs> even the fans, <laughs> but- um,
0: Well, you know, Tool's done the same thing. I mean, you know, they've written songs that, you know, talk about a fan the guy met and, you know, and, and he's, wearing, he's wearing Levi jeans and, you know, a cool t-shirt and, you know, and, and all this other shit with new tattoos and all that. And he's yeah. bitching and complaining about, you know, Tool writing songs for success. And it's like, yeah, we did. I sold out long before I met you. That's for damn sure. You know. Uh,
1: I like Gene Simmons says. Yeah, we sold out. We sell out every concert. <laughs> yep. You know. You know um, that's
0: that's where you got. You, you, if mm, you're in a band, and I, I've hung around enough bands to, to know this, and some have been popular, some haven't, some whatever. You have to, and I mean early on. I mean even before you become in that band, mm, when you're just learning how to play or whatever. You have to make it, you have to make a mindset that, okay, this is what I'm willing to do for success. I'm willing to go this far and, you know, draw that line. And the people that, you know, will have, will will be a flash in a pan what as I call them, a one-hit wonder or whatever you want to call it, they'll put the line right here. You know, I'm only, I'm willing to go at any length and you see it in the pop pop world. I mean, you know, there's so many pop tarts; it's not even funny. <laughs> Whereas, you know, okay, oh, I'm boy. willing to go here, and this is, you know, this is the line I draw. They're the bands that tend to last a little more. They may not be; they may be like a Saxon, or you know, as far as popularity goes, or you know, or whatever. But at least they draw a line there, and I'm only willing to go here you know, yeah, we'll go around the world and tour, but I'm only going for six months. I'm not going for two years or three years or ten years or whatever. I'm only going for six months because I have a family and I want to see my family grow up. Or, you know, I have a girlfriend and I want to be with her, so therefore, you know, I mean, that's, you know, I can remember when I was managing bands and I'd ask everybody, I'd say, are you single You you know, you got somebody? And the people that said they got somebody i 'd be like, eh, we could use you without you, yeah because I'd rather have five single guys or four single guys that can load up into a van and cruise down the road for years. Uh, then I would oh i 'm married and I got a kid you know, and you say a kid to me and <laughs> and that was that was just the management point of view i you know it's great you've got a family and all that fantastic, but we can 't use you because you know, we're starting out, and starting out, you know, you gotta be young, dumb, and full of calm, basically.
1: Yeah. All right, man. So, Lee, what did you think of Far, Far From Home? Lee?
0: Did you fall asleep again? Yeah.
1: Oh, what did you think of Far, Far um, From Home?
2: Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think it was a far, 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 far conversation that made me almost fall asleep <laughs> for the 10th time. But anyway... Sorry about that. <laughs> um, I'm sorry that I don't have that kind of 10-hour attention span. But anyway, <laughs> this, this, I can see, is an extra track. I don't dislike it, but it's like Led Zeppelin's "T" for One. It's not a song I'd want to hear on the album. Still, it's an okay song, but I can definitely definitely understand why it wasn't on the original album
0: yeah i agree with him completely
1: yeah it kind of didn't go with the album but i i like it as a bonus track uh it's total zeppelin worship here they pull it off bluesy hard rock and dave is killing it with the fucking highs that he's doing in the song Mm -hmm. uh that's a great song i like it but i think it could have uh i'm glad it's a bonus track though it's not the original uh
0: yeah, I wasn't on the original. Release. Yeah,
1: so it's it's pretty cool, man. And we'd like to uh thank you Tim for being on the podcast, man.
0: Hey, thank you guys very much, man. I had a blast. Right yeah. on. It was cool. Thank uh, you so much.
1: Yeah, Lee was falling asleep on you, but uh it's okay. <laughs> but yeah, there... next
2: next time um next ne- next time um be a little less epic in <laughs> your um <laughs> One hour monologue. <laughs> I, I, I tend to do that. I apologize for that. It's no, okay, no, man. It wasn't you. It was Mark. He's <laughs> the one who likes doing that. I'm kidding. It's so good. All right, man. I
1: remember when we did a thing with, uh, with fucking Metal Mike and uh, uh fucking James where you felt you fucking kept hanging up on us. <laughs> 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 it was too long for you, but that's Tokes. okay, man.
0: At least you didn't hear snoring in
1: the back. Oh, oh, that happened before, (laughs)
0: though. It was was
2: because (laughs) I I was doing other stuff, and I didn't really want to hang up, but I I, I wanted to um, clear my mind of things, and um, I found that the sound didn't quite go off. So what I do is I put my phone on, um, like, Mute? Just, just temporary, almost off, but then it, it ended up, it, it hung up, but that wasn't, I wasn't actually hanging up. The phone did that. I just wanted to put the sound off.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, so then we get to the tracks of the week. Lee, you picked uh, Yesterday and Today, which became YMT, uh, Dreams of Egypt. And then, Tim, you picked Aja by Steely Dan, great song, and Lee, your song is awesome also. I love Dave Medicated. Right on. And then I picked Accept Balls to the Wall to end it. Hey, there you go. Yeah, I fucking love that band. I love the new band. I love both bands. I love
0: that whole album.
1: Yeah, it's a great album. I mean, it's
0: great, great record.
1: And then, Lee, your track of the week, uh, your personal track uh, was Messing With Me. Fucking cool fucking track. Your fucking Randy Newman impersonation, right? (laughs)
2: <laughs> Out. Oh, come on.
1: Yeah, I'm giving Bob shit, not you.
2: I uh, know and I'm just saying come on anyway.
1: <laughs> All it. right. Well, thank you Tim for being on the podcast. We we enjoyed it. Maybe hey, I did a little bit more, but <laughs> All right. Lee has a we'll short attention span, <laughs> that's fine. All right. <laughs> just joking. Fine. All right, man. All right, we'll guys. guys Lee. Later. All right, Lee, say goodbye, man.
2: All right, bye-bye.